0: And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee.
1: Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 8. Let's continue from where we left off this week. It's an exciting time in the church. Glory be to Jesus. Healings, signs, and wonders are taking place. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Also, persecution is on the rise hallelujah but that cannot stop the church amen persecution has never stopped the church for that matter history revealed that persecution has served as a fuel to propel the gospel amen so last week we left off speaking from acts chapter 8 verse 4 if you turn to acts chapter 8 verse 4 it reads therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere doing what Preaching the word, what a blessing! Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Man, I wish that was us today in twenty twenty two, going everywhere preaching the word. Because how many of you would agree? We all have a word in our stomach. Hallelujah! And so God wants us to l- deliver the word to those who need the word. We carry God. We were talking this morning. This is a hopeless world. Amen. I think uh, uh, um, Miss USA 2018 or 2019. I'm not sure. Just jump from her. I think it happened two to three weeks ago. From the 31st, 39th floor of a building. Beautiful woman. A lawyer. You'd think she had it going on. This is a hopeless world. We carry hope. People need hope. Just last week in Mississippi, one of the students just walked over the bridge and died committing suicide. We have hope. The world needs hope. They didn't know they could preach until God put, until some fire got beneath them. They went everywhere preaching the word. They all turned into preachers. Oh God, I give you praise. Can you imagine if we all turned into preachers and stormed through Tallahassee? Oh God, I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. The day is coming. The day is coming when that's going to happen. Amen. So the pressure of the persecution pushed them out of their comfort zone in Jerusalem. I say the pressure of the persecution pushed them out from the comfort zone. Remember after Stephen's murder, the religious leaders in Jerusalem got emboldened. Especially as no one was held accountable. And as such, they began to further persecute the church. So much. So, Acts chapter, can you go to verse three? We had verse four. Acts chapter eight, verse three says, As for Saul, just a quick revision. He made havoc of the church. Can you take my word, please? Of the church, entering into every house and hauling men and women, committed them to prison. We said the word made havoc. He means he, ra- he was ravaging the church. It's a Greek word for ravaging. The Greek word for ravaging speaks of a wild animal tearing its prey apart. That's what Paul was doing to the Christian. It depicts merciless slaughter. He was vicious towards Christian Because they were preaching the word of God. And so the Bible continues in violence. He dragged off men and women and beat them and then committed them to prison. The devil thought he was going to shut down the church. Mm, he thought he was going to shut down the church, but that which he meant for evil, God turned it around for good. That what Joseph told his brothers in Genesis fifty twenty. He said, "You meant it for evil." Can somebody say "but God"? Ah, uh, Hallelujah! Anybody thank God for a but God? But God, God can turn it around for good. Hallelujah! Sometimes you got to have a but God. Oh, hallelujah! But God turned it around, and so the Bible says in verse four, they went everywhere preaching. They all became preachers. Amen. Just a little, a little hit beneath them brought out their gift. Let me say that again. A little hit beneath them brought out their gift. Praise the Lord! How many of you would agree that we are all in ministry? By the way, that's the title of my sermon this morning. <laughs> we are all in ministry. Amen. Scripture declares in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse eighteen, that after God reconciled us to Himself by Christ Jesus, He hath, then He gave us the ministry of Second Corinthians chapter five, verse eighteen. We are all in ministry. Anybody can can anybody say all? All we are all in ministry. Since there are people you can reach, I'll never reach—not in a million years. We are all in ministry. Amen. We all have different platforms. Let me say that. We all have different platforms. Glory be to God. Let, let me, can I press it a little further? This platform is taken. But we all have different platforms. As we go out into the world and do our work, that's your platform. Glory be to Jesus. Now and then, Amen, somebody will come to substitute, but this one is. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh glory be to Jesus. Mark chapter 16 verse 15 to 16. Jesus said go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel to every creature since it has not changed. It is still the same. God has not changed his mind. If the aim was to go to heaven as soon as we got saved we would have died and go to heaven. But God left us on the earth to evangelize the world. To try to bring as many people to heaven as we can. But we get so involved with ourselves and our business and our projects and our things and we forget God. Well, let me not say we, let me say me. The best people talk about is you and dead people. So me, sometimes I get so involved with my projects... Mm -hmm. got so involved with my business with my job that i forget about the father's business thank you sometimes i do all we have to do sometimes is do a course correction do what a course correction that's all Mm? in acts chapter 8 sorry i think in acts chapter 1 verse 8 Jesus gave the disciples their marching orders however they must have forgotten in Acts chapter 8 he says Acts chapter 1 verse 8 he said but you shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you that's what that that, that was the marching orders he said after the holy ghost has come upon you I heard one minister said maybe the reason why we Christians are not stopping into the world and preach the gospel is because we have no no power he was just making a suggestion. He wasn't. I, I just took the suggestion to heart. He said, Brothers and sisters, when you have power, you don't stay still. <laughs> What's inside got to come out? Glory be to Jesus. I mean, I was at Publix the other day, the other day, and I saw a, a, a brother from the watchtower with a with a cane out there, with a cane out there, giving. Watchtower material again. <sighs> oh glory be to Jesus. Now is an exciting time. Brothers and sisters, lift your eyes. The harvest is ripe. It is white. The problem is the leperous. That's always been the problem. The leperous. Let me tell you, in this season, I was praying this week. And God said to me, in this season, I'm trying hearts. Yeah, just walking back and forth here. He said, in this season, I'm trying hearts. Psalms 105, verse 19. This is what God said about God said this about David. He said, until the word came. You, you got to see this. Psalms 105, I think. Verse, yeah. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The word of the Lord did what? Tried his heart. Purify him. Get him ready to be a prime minister so he won't embarrass God. And God said to me, this is the time, son, when I'm proving hearts. Proverbs 17, uh, verse 8, it says, the fining pot is for silver. The furnace is for gold. But God tries the hearts. Is it 18 somewhere? It is in Proverbs 17. Ah, I have the wrong verse. Lord have mercy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to... This is my verse to memorize this week. I haven't gotten it. Uh, Proverbs 17. It's in 17. Is it verse 5? No. It says the finding part is for silver. Verse 3. Thank you. Verse 3. 17.3 says that the finding pot is for silver. And the furnace for gold. But the Lord does what? (laughs) That's what he's doing in this time. He's trying hearts. He's taking out the impurities. So he can get us ready. A vessel fit for the master's use. Wanting no good thing thoroughly furnished and i was praying i said god can you count me in little old me can you count me as one of those whose hearts you're trying oh david had david joseph went through he gave up trying to advance himself he told the 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 cupbearer hey when you go up to pharaoh after you got free can you can you give a word for me Uh Uh-huh, it's kind of hot down here in that prison. (laughs) You you, you mind putting in a word for me? Mm -hmm. And the cupbearer said, yeah, yeah. Two years passed, nothing. (laughs) You know, folk, when we get out from here, that's it. Whoever is in (laughs) there. Two years passed, forgot Joseph. Can somebody say about the Holy Spirit? Oh, but the Holy Ghost brought it up the right time. And he told Pharaoh there. He said, There is a young man. The Bible says in the, the word of the Lord tried him. God any desire in him for him to advance himself. God took it out because promotion comes from the Lord, not from you begging, wanting to advance yourself. God was trying his heart. God said to me, This is the time, son, when I'm trying hard. Ah, let me move on with my sermon here. Let me move on here. Let me move on. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hmm. So don't you think it's strange? As if some strange. (laughs) Woo! Hallelujah. God, God is looking for serious people. I feel it deep down in my sanctified soul. The harvest is ripe. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for putting us in the ministry. The ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. But there's the problem since. That was the, nobody was going anywhere. Nobody was doing anything about it. They were content to stay right there in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that. The church was growing rapidly. One day, 3,000 got saved. Another day, 5,000 got saved. Who wants to leave when there is so much action going on? You peep between the crowds and you see pitiful hands and somebody's eyes got opened. You want to leave that? Do you want to leave that environment? No, you looked and Peter Peter passing, and his shadow fell on people and they got healed. Who wants to leave? But they just they did not realize that same power was in them. <laughs> oh, they wanted to stay around the action, but they had what they needed to make action happen. Ah, God, I give you praise. Ah, hallelujah you know how church folks do since we for the simplest thing they they sat around saying sat around saying let's select a committee <laughs> you know how we like to do in church <laughs> for the simplest thing let's select a committee to see who pastor is going to send out to minister you haven't been in church long enough okay okay some of you are saying i don't think so all right so God used the persecution which broke out from Stephen's murder, instead of waiting in on the church to nominate a committee. He used that to scatter them, amen, to Judea, to Samaria, and, the other, the, and to the other most parts of the world. Now let me, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a point here, and I'm not, I'm not belaboring that point. I want to make that point because I need you to hear me. God did not allow persecution to come on the church. God did not whisper to Saul to murder Stephen. I'm going to share something. All my years, I keep growing up, and 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 I know, I I know. Just hear me, just hear me, please, hear me out. I want you to hear me out compared with what you have heard. So God did not allow persecution to come on the church. Rather, He used what was natural to thrust the church into its destiny. This is what's. This is a natural response. He, hear me. The, this is, there, sorry, there is a natural response of unbelievers to the church. And that natural response is hatred. Let me say it. Naturally, unbelievers hate the church. And what results from hatred is what? Persecution. That's the route I choose to go. Unlike people saying, well, God brought, because I cannot imagine God whispering to Saul, telling him and all the people to murder Stephen, so the church could scatter. (laughs) Oh, blessed be. You, You see, when you understand God, that's why it's good to understand the heart of God. God is able to make a message from a mess. (laughs) oh glory be to Jesus so the natural response is hatred which brings about persecution I was told growing up in church all my life God allowed persecution to come in the church and I know many of you have you've heard that amen look at please just bear with me look at it from a different angle today and go home and ask yourself I've heard story a I've heard story b now it's time for me to sift the truth Mm. the reason why i'm after that belaboring that point is because that would allow that would allow it will make you a weak christian let me say it again if you keep saying god allow this god allow that it will take the fight out of you and make you a sitting duck for the devil and this is what i mean i've heard many christians say well pastor if god allowed it why fight it if god allowed sickness why should i fight it if god allowed me to lose my job why should i fight it you, you know where they got that from? Job. They use Job as an excuse as a crutch. And would not fight the good fight of faith. Like Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.12. He said fight the good fight of faith. And stop using Job as a crutch. Use Job as an excuse. Now you can use Job as a crutch. If you are from the land of Uz, if you are perfect and upright, if you fear the Lord and eschew evil, if you had seven sons and three daughters, if you had substance such as 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she asses and a very great household if you are the greatest human man from the east like job then you can use job but until then do what the bible says in james chapter 4 verse 7. resist the devil and he will flee that's what the word says you read. do like what jesus did in matthew chapter 4 verse 10. you got to see what jesus did let's go to matthew chapter 4 verse 10 yeah yeah, yeah. you can use job once you qualify then Jesus said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship. Let's see what he does in verse 11. Verse 11 says, Then the devil, what? Leave? He flee. He liveth him, and behold, angels came and minister. That's how we behave as Christians. James 4.7 says, Submit yourself to God. Then after you submit yourself to God, then you can resist the devil. And he will flee. And don't don't come up with an excuse talking about, well, you know, because of Job and so on. Let the man rest in peace. And let's fight the good fight of faith. Is that all right? Glory be to God. (laughs) Mm. So they went everywhere preaching the gospel. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hallelujah. The phrase, can you go back to it? talking too fast can you go back to Acts chapter 8 verse 4. Acts chapter 8 verse 4. Since I am so convinced that this is a time for us to minister. People don't you don't you worry with people's face they may look serious but they need help. Just ask God to give you an angle. Yeah ask God to give you an angle. Mm -hmm. Ask him to do what? Give you an angle. The Bible says in uh, these verses keep coming. Sorry, but I got to bring them out. Second Corinthians two fourteen says that God, there is a savor that Christianity has. Well, let's go to the start. It says, "And now thanks be to God, which giveth us, which causes us to triumph in Christ." Can somebody say triumph? And make us. It, it's right here. And make manifest the savor of His knowledge by whom by us in every place that christianity has a sweet smelling savor such as when you see me coming that smile that's on my face that's a sweet smelling savor i'm smiling because i know whose i am i'm smiling because i know oh i know the end from the beginning i've read the book of revelation so i'm smiling and my problems are not coming through my face well maybe i'm wrong But the Bible says Christianity has a sweet smelling saber. Some of us, we've lost our testimony at work. And I'm asking you to go back and fix it. Yeah, we've lost our testimony. Nobody wants to hear you as a priest. Think about it. Your platform. Where you have to preach. Nobody wants to hear you. I mean, you think about it. I think we need to go back and change a few things. How many of you think we should do that? Amen. We need to go back and thank God we have time. Thank God we have time. We need to go back and change a few things because the devil has us so busy at work thinking of what of, of you know what happened yesterday. We have we don't even have time to minister. People all around us dying, dying, just dying. internally, they're crying for hope. And we are are thinking of everything else than their souls. And God is trying to get to you and me to tell us this person needs the Lord. But we are too busy. We cannot hear the still small voice. Sometimes I just say, God you know something? I just need to find myself a nice wilderness. Build a nice hut. Understand and enjoy the Lord. Just God is so good. So one. And the Christian life is so easy. We are the ones who make it difficult with our hang ups and our pull downs. The the, the life is so beautiful and so sweet. If our mind is always on the Lord, then half of the things we are dealing with will disappear. Man, this place would be filled. One of the reasons for Stunt Christianity's lack of evangelism, Stunt Christian growth. Well, let's say Stunt church growth. Excuse me. stunted church growth is because of a lack of evangelism. Too busy about our own business. Like, like we are so important. Long time ago, I found out I wasn't important. And I, I tell my body, who, who are you? Try, trying, to, trying to come in my way, praising God, worshiping God? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I have agreed with Paul. I die daily. I tell you, I die daily. Yes, yes, yes. While I renew my spirit. Amen. While I, while I deposit volumes of scripture volumes of scripture in my soul as i drive around memorizing the word and talking to god hallelujah praise the lord amen so why as i walk around amen praise the lord just talking to the lord amen not too busy but focusing on the father's business because that's where we need to be since it's a trick of the enemy it's a trick of the enemy we've got to be alert and be ready glory be to God and when you live in that consciousness God will bring it to your mind I was walking in the publics, and I wasn't smiling and the Holy Spirit said to me where's your smile Emmanuel and I, fo- I was thinking of a bill <laughs> I was thinking of a bill I had to pay And saying, why do I have to? And immediately I began smiling. And in summation of people around me, their faces changed. The Bible tells us that God makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. 2 Corinthians 2.14 God is depending on us to bring light in darkness. A lot of darkness out there. Glory be to God, Hallelujah! Since I didn't come this morning, Amen, to hurt you, I came here because of what the Lord shared with me and what He's been showing me. When God said to me this week that I've been, I'm, that now I'm trying hard, <laughs> this is the season, son, where I'm trying hard. I'm trying to raise up Joseph's leaders who will not embarrass me. Leaders who will stay the course. Regardless of what the enemy throw in their path. Tell you, this is a very powerful year, don't you? Don't you miss it? This is the year of, the, of Bible reading. One, one preacher said, we need to ensure that, and that the devil is some of us still haven't changed our schedule. Still hasn't changed our schedule. Let me move along here. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So. The word scattered abroad. Acts chapter 8 verse 4. I still can't leave that verse but that's okay. The phrase scattered abroad means to sow throughout. Figuratively, it means to distribute in foreign lands. So all the believers were sowed throughout or distributed elsewhere, everywhere else except Jerusalem. All the believers were scattered and were involved in evangelism. Since all Christians are called to proclaim Christ. All Christians. I know some people are gifted with the gift of evangelism. Such as Philip. Philip was the only one called an evangelist in the Bible. He had four daughters who were all prophetesses. Also we know in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. God gave some pastors, apostles, evangelists. So we know there are people who are gifted. But we were all called to proclaim Christ. Hmm? All called to proclaim Christ. Paul told Timothy, in 1 Timothy, you don't have to turn there. These verses come to my mind. I'm just calling him out. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5, Paul said to him, Do the work of an evangelist. Yes. All Christians are called to proclaim Christ. So we see there's certain Satan's persecution promoted the very thing it was designed to destroy. It fired up the believers with new zeal to proclaim the gospel in new areas. Amen? Their hearts were fired up because they saw all these miracles that took place in Jerusalem. So they went everywhere preaching the word of God. I have an exhibit. That word preaching is very important. Can I bring up the exhibit quickly? Oh, sorry about that. The word preaching is from a Greek word. In the middle of that Greek word, we have the word angel. The Greek word is spelled U-E, sorry, E-U-A-N-G-E-L-I-Z-O euangelisio right in the middle you have angel an angel means a messenger Mm? Eu, eu means the greek word eu means well good so the bible says they were preaching messengers well good news messengers bringing good news what they were preaching was good news i'm making a point here because that's the gospel The gospel means the preaching of good news. There are other areas in the Bible. Mm. We can preach sanctification. Amen. But I'm talking about preaching the good news to people. Amen. When you catch the fish, then you can start talking about commitment and sanctification. (laughs) But when you're out there, we preach the word. Good news! These people were proclaiming what Jesus did and what they saw, and nobody could stop them because they were proclaiming it with such passion. They were true witnesses. They saw it with their eyes. They were partakers of that, and so they preached the word everywhere they went. Man, God, that day is coming. I know that day is coming. Glory be to God. When we'll preach the word everywhere. They thought the action was in Jerusalem, but they had the power to bring about action. I did some research and found where someone astutely stated that. Listen, listen carefully. He said, uh, it's, uh, um, it's a renowned Yale historian. His name is Kenneth S. Latourette and this is what he said to cut my attention he said the chief agents in the expansion of Christianity appear not to have been those who made it a profession but men and women who carried on their livelihood in some purely secular manner and spoke of their faith to those they met in this natural fashion. That's what he said. The chief agents in the expansion of Christianity were not preachers. (laughs) They were not apostles. They were not evangelists. They were not teachers. They were not from the fivefold. But ordinary men and women who went about daily doing their business. Proclaiming the name of the Lord. They were the ones who propelled and expanded the gospel. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem. It seems that's what God, same thing for us here today. We are the ones God's depending on as we go out in the highways and byways at Walmart at Walmart to get milk. Praying, Father, save somebody at Walmart who needs to hear the word of the Lord. There is somebody who needs the word from the Lord. Open my eyes. Show me, Lord God, somebody has a seed in them. That seed has been watered. I'm here for the increase. But I tell you, I pray that prayer, I, pray, I go to Walmart. God, I give you praise. Somebody is in there waiting for me. Oh, let me move on here. Praise the Lord. Amen. He continued, this should be an example to every Christian today. Like the early disciples, we too must take the gospel with us wherever we go and speak about Jesus in our day-to-day conversations with those whom we meet. This is the most effective evangelism of all. The most effective evangelism. Another commentator said this. He said, the believers who were being physically scattered would immediately begin to scatter the good seed of the gospel. They would have complained. Listen to me. They could have complained about the persecution. But instead of complaining to God, they began to proclaim his son. Never complained. Amen. But began to Proclaim the name of Jesus. What a model left for us to follow. Hmm? Since if, you lost your, if, if you've lost your influence at work. As a believer. Then there is still time to change. You know when I was growing up. Single people and married. Single people and retired people. Run the church. Today is the exact opposite. Let me say that in English. When I was growing up, single people and retired people were at the forefront. Married folks took a back seat. Because the Bible says if you're married, you take care of your family. That's where your focus is most of the time. But now, it's it's the opposite. seems like married folks are putting single people and retired people to shame. If you're retired, you can take one day out of the seven days. And decide to go tell somebody about the gospel. You you, one day out of the seven. If you're single. You can take one day out of the seven days. To go tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Who else God can depend on. But us. And the reason for stunted church growth. I'll say that again. The reason for stunted church growth is a lack of evangelism. We are too comfortable in the house of God. So many subdivisions close to us. We can take one Saturday for one hour, two hours and knock on doors. Mm, Is it still allowed? Yes, it is. Some people can't wait for you to come. Yeah, They can't wait for you to come because they just need a different perspective of life a different perspective amen so brothers and sisters we need to get the moving can somebody say amen? amen amen praise the lord hallelujah verse 5 let's jump to verse 5 verse 5 says then philip amen the rest of the chapter the holy spirit focuses on one man philip as an example of faithful evangelism the rest of the chapter philip philip this is not philip the apostle This is Philip, who was one of the seven who was called to work in the pantry. That's why he said, brothers and sisters, they had the power all the time. But they were in Jerusalem just watching the apostles. (laughs) Oh, bless the Lord. So this is Philip. He was a Grecian Jew and therefore more broad-minded than the Aramaic-speaking Jews in Israel. He went to the Samaritans. Hmm? Philip, the first missionary named in scripture, and to be given the first title of the evangelist. As I said, he had four daughters. They all prophesied back then. Amen. Today, they would have many problems in some churches. They wouldn't be invited. (laughs) The devil is a liar. The Bible calls them prophetesses. These women were recognized and called by God. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? glory be to god hallelujah i wish we had a couple like this today out there taking over tallahassee for the lord laying hands on the sick Glory be! To god. at work what's hurting your head in the name of jesus christ of nazareth what's hurting in your stomach in the name of jesus christ of nazareth Come, come with me close to the water fountain come let's go to the restroom you know ladies flock to the restroom by 12s I don't know I, I have never I, I I've never seen a dude say let's go to the bathroom I've never seen a guy say that but I've seen ladies say you all go to the bathroom yeah six of them I have n- <laughs> I'm confused <laughs> <laughs> very very special creatures amen (laughs) thank god for the ladies can can all the men say thank god for the ladies ladies. hallelujah if they were not on earth i wouldn't want to be here either praise the lord hallelujah can somebody say praise the lord Amen. amen glory be to jesus now this is what the holy spirit said about luke about philip Quickly, the Bible says on Luke wrote the book of Acts and the Holy Ghost used Luke to say said this about Philip in Acts chapter 21 verse 8 and 8 and 9. They were, Luke was with Paul on their way to Jerusalem where he was going to be arrested. And the Bible says while they were going down to Jerusalem in Acts 8, Acts 21, sorry, verse 8, they came to Caesarea and entered into the house of Philip, the what? The evangelist. One person in the Bible called the evangelist. But we know there are others, amen? Evangelist, which was one of the what? Seven, they chose to work in the pantry, and abode with him. They stayed, Luke, Paul, and the other people who were with Paul, they stayed with Philip. And the same man had, verse 9, and the same men had four daughters. They were all whom? Virgins, which did what? Prophesy. He becomes the key figure for the rest of the chapter. Where did he go? He went to where? The Bible says he went to Samaria. That, well, that's what Jesus told them in Acts one Can you go to Acts 1-8? Now they're fulfilling their matching orders. Jesus told them, in fact, in, in, in Acts 1.8. but after you receive power, after the Holy Ghost come upon you you shall be witnesses where, in Jerusalem and in Judea and where? in Samaria. Jesus said you need to go to Samaria, go to a set of people who are different from you. I need you to start crossing racial boundaries because they are going to be all different type of ethnic groupings in heaven. you know the Jews never like the Samaritans. And that's one of the reasons why they really hated Jesus. Because Jesus started talking about the good Samaritan. The good what? Jesus gave a story (laughs) about the good Samaritans. Then we are told where he met the woman at the well. She was from Samaria. So Jesus had sowed seeds in Samaria that was coming up. And so he said to them, I need you to leave Jerusalem and go water the seed. Because I have plans for the Samaritans. You Jews don't, but I do. For us to cross racial boundaries, we have to start seeing people the way God sees them. And we have to pray, God, every day I pray, God, help me see people the way you see them. In the name of Jesus, because we need everybody to go to heaven since i don't know about you the more i study the book of revelation is the more i'm beginning to see people differently when you know the end and you realize man i want to be reigning with jesus i don't want to be sitting doing nothing in the millennial reign in the millennial reign god is looking for people to reign and rule this life is for is for us to i'm looking for a word here is for us to fine-tune our skills so God can place us in areas of government in the millennial reign. It's going to be like now on earth. There's going to be governors and judges. Amen. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, we have now the White House. Jesus is going to have the Jerusalem house. He'll be in Jerusalem. That's where the headquarters is going to be. Are you hearing me saints? I want to be in the, the Jindu, in what? I want to be in the Jerusalem house. I don't be in Telahasse doing what? I want to be where the King of Kings is. I want to be in that house. Glory be to God. Ruling and reigning with him. Kebosaraba. It makes you live this life different. It simplifies things. Uh, anyhow. Glory be to God. How did I get there? I'm not sure I got there. I'm not sure. Can we move a little further? Let's do verse 6 quickly. And then uh, give me five minutes. I'll be done. I just realized I went over my time. I'm trying to teach for 45 minutes. Every Sunday. I'm only little for 45 minutes. But bear with me. And the people. Philip went down to Samaria. He's preaching. And the Bible says, The people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake. Hearing and seeing what? The miracles it did. My God, I told you they had the power all the time. They thought the power was in Jerusalem, but the power was resident in them. They housed the power to bring change. Send some here to tell you, you house the power, you house the power, you house the power, you house the power people are looking for to bring change in their lives. And as early as tomorrow, when you get convinced of the truth. You begin walking around differently. (laughs) Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Anybody need the Lord, I carry God. Anybody looking for hope, I bring hope. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. Uh, I'm going to elaborate on that next week, but let's get to verse 7 quickly. Verse 7, I want you to see something. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Here are some of the miracles. Philip people saw from an ordinary man philip was not a graduate of any seminary was he oh no he went to the first uh the first baptist church of dallas texas seminary he, he that's where he graduated you know yeah that's where he went to. yeah rather refined young man no 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 right <laughs> the bible says for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice Unclean spirits are mad. They're leaving the people they possess. Came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with what? The a lot of people were crippled. Demons were crippling these people, and that were lame were healed. Wow! The same thing. The same spirit that was in Philip is in where? Is in us? Is in us? somebody out there is looking for me looking out for you this week i want you to talk to god and say father send me somebody i need to start representing for real hmm? i want you to start doing what for real how many of you would say god has been very good to you you know god has been very god has been very good to me sometimes i need to get out of my comfort zone amen and just be usable for god People out there need the Lord, especially in these last days. Since, let me share with you some of the, some of the calls I've been getting that you do not know of. Christians, our faith are failing. Are you getting me? Some Christians' faith are failing. I speak with brothers and sisters. I encourage brothers and sisters. And it seems like our faith has been rocked. Yes. And it scares me because I'm saying, what are we going to pass on to the next generation? If we are so shaky and flimsy, what are we going to, pa- I feel sorry. I was telling EJ, uh, I was saying, Emmanuel, I need you to do this, 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 this. And he says, Daddy, why are you so concerned? I said, because I see what's going to happen. I see we have to pass on, we have to pass on the baton and we have to pass it on right. He just said to me, daddy, he said, daddy, I don't know the way you live your Christian life. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to follow that. <laughs> I said, son, this is it. This is what matters. This is what matters. This is what matters. I said, I understand you're a child and you need to be a child. But the time is coming. Mm-hmm. When you have to take up the baton. Oh, the world is waiting on you to represent Jesus, Amen. What I'm, what you see me doing here is nothing strange. It's normal. It's normal. Look, I saw, I saw these old folks live the Christian life, and I guarantee you, some of you would say, if it's going to take that to be a Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. Yeah, the way I saw my mother and these old ladies really live the Christian life. Let me tell you. And I'm going to bring it to a closer. I was nine years old. My mother and I and my sister and my brother, we were going to church one Wednesday evening. And we were going down the hill. She tripped and fell. And she rolled over and her head hit a stone right here. And the blood started gushing out. She pulled out some napkins. She put it over her face. And I said, Mommy, we need to go, we need to, go to the hospital. She said, Son, I'm going to church. She took the napkin, placed it over her head, bring the tem. She had a heart, a hat, bring it over the tem. And I'm watching, I'm saying, Mommy, I heard from the Lord. You need a doctor. Yeah, you need a doctor. And she said, Son, I have a doctor. The blood is gushing out. The napkin is turning red and she's and she's just using different napkins. And she went into that church and began praising God. I kid you not. I was looking at her and I'm saying, "Oh my God. This thing's going to get infected. I might lose Mommy." After church, we went home. Mommy took out the napkin. The thing closed and all I saw was a thin line. A thin line. And at that age it, something happened in my heart I needed to know that God God I get, I needed to know that God that to do such a quick work the kind of life these people have lived we've never seen it brothers and sisters God is looking And it's trying hearts. Will you get your heart ready for God to use?
0: Will you get your heart ready for God to use? Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season. And prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.